Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of my podcast. I'll have you know that I've recorded at least six different times, six different times in the span of I think I want to say like two weeks. Um, I kept trying and trying to record just like various topics of a podcast, but. I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I I can't do it. My my brain is just not cooperating with me. I'm not even sure if this one is gonna go out because I am honestly I'm like racking my brain and I'm just thinking of I'm trying to think of things to talk about but I honestly have no clue. I have no idea what to talk about. So I'm just gonna pull out my diary real quick and just scan some of my ideas and i'll let you know which one i pick all right anyways um how's everyone i hope you're all doing well um we will be moving out from level three really really soon i think i i'm hoping at least that we'll go to um level two next week maybe next next week i'm just i really i just need to go out properly like I just need to go out knowing that I'm allowed to go out. Cause right now, if I go out and get food, I still feel I still feel, feel <clears throat> I still feel really bad. So I just want to be able to know that I can go out safely and I'm not harming anyone. You know what? Okay, I think I know what to talk about. I think I'll tell you guys about my experience with surgery. Wow, how interesting. This is just gonna be this. I don't know if I sound really self centered, so if I do, I apologize in advance. Just cause I think that this is a pretty interesting story. Um, so surgery, I don't really have to give you a rundown on what that is. I think you all know what a surgery is. Uh, personally, I am terrified. I was sorry. I was terrified of surgeries. Just cause like when you watch them on TV, you watch them in movies, they like absolutely scare the shit out of you. And it's so like dramatized in media. Well, okay, maybe my experience might be a bit different. Maybe like other, other surgeries are much scarier, but mine wasn't really. So if you didn't know, I had a surgery in December of 2018 to take something out of my right breast my right boob i had to take something out of my right boob yes and if you must know i actually have quite a long scar let me see i want to say that it's about like three to four centimeters long as in the length of my scar and it runs across my boob and it's really ugly no, you can't see it. Not that anyone wants to see it, but trust me, you do not want to see it. It's just a, a red line. And you might be wondering, what the hell, Amy? Why the hell do you have to take something out of your boob? Like, oh my god, what the fuck? Uh, yes, it sounds really, it sounds really scary. Um, I will give you the rundown of of what exactly happened. So in July of twenty eighteen, oh sorry, no, in June of twenty eighteen, the first summer that I went back to Malaysia. On my first year of studying in Auckland, I went back. Oh, did I go back? Yeah, I went back. And then I went back for about like f- four weeks. And 
at the final week of my stay back home in KL, I was showering, right, like, as you normally would. And as I was showering, uh, you know, like, when you're in the shower, you, like, like to squeeze your boobs a bit and, like, you know, just clean yourself. Like, this, this is just standard procedure, okay? So I was just showering, and then I was squeezing my right boob, and then I could feel something weird. And you know, like, ladies or people that have periods, um, you sometimes, like, your chest feels a bit hard, right? Not just me. It, just, it feels a bit, like, uncomfortable, like, tender. And so I just didn't really think much of it, you know? I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably, like, the weird, like, hard pains that you get when you in your boob when you get your periods because like the the things in your boob expand or something like that so that's why it makes it more tender and painful but after you know after a while I started, I started to like feel it a bit more and I realized that it, it actually felt like I don't know how to say this but it felt like a seed in an avocado like the feeling of that bit in my boob felt like or like a round little ping pong ball. Ah yes. It felt like a ping pong ball in my boob, like underneath my skin. So obviously, you know, I was really distressed. It was so disgusting and I was telling my mom about it and I'm like, Oh my god, mommy, am I gonna die? Like what is going on in my boob? And she's like, Oh well it's probably nothing, but I'll bring you to the doctor to check this to check it out anyways, b- before like, you know, you go back to New Zealand. And she brought me to the doctor, but not just any doctor, he is my family doctor okay this man this very sweet man i think his name is like dr Tay or something like that he is really nice he's this really really nice christian dude and you know like i have no prior experience no prior physical experience with my body um i've never been naked in front of anyone or like topless in front of anyone besides like my family just because like we're really open and we don't really care if we run into each other in the bathroom I mean, I do now, but like not 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 as bad like two years ago. I'm not sure why. It's kind of weird. Um, so I went to the doctor, and then he was like, "Oh hi ha, what why are you here today?" So I my mom and I explained to him what happened, and he was like, "Okay, so can you go lie down on the bed and you know, take off your clothes, like take off your top?" And I'm like, "You know that that TikTok audio that goes take off the top, go hit the club." You know, I was so stressed. Okay, not stressed. I was just no, I was distressed because. I'm just like, I'm about to be topless in front of this man. I'm about to be topless. And I, he has been my family doctor since I was, what, 13, 14? I want to say, like, 15. Both 14, probably. And I'm just like, fuck, what, what the fuck? Like, can't, like, why did this have to happen to me at, like, out of all days, why did this happen? Not all days. Like, out of all situations, why did I have to put it, why did I have to be put in this one? So, um... Of course, you know, I was sweating, I was really nervous, and you know, when I get nervous, I sweat a lot, especially on my palms, and Malaysia's really hot anyway, so I just kept sweating the shit out of my body, and then the nurse was like, oh yeah, you're a big girl, you know, you don't have to worry, just uh, relax and lie down, and the doctor came over to me and was like, you know, don't worry, just pretend like I'm your uncle, and I'm just like, excuse me, pretend like I'm your uncle? You, do you realize how sick you're sounding? Or maybe I'm just sick in the head, but think about it. Somebody wants you to get topless for a medical checkup. This might be too specific of a situation. But then the, 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 the doctor tells you, oh, just pretend like I'm your uncle. Well, 
just step back for a bit, okay, Dr. Te? And tell me this. If you were a young boy with a test with something wrong in your in your in your um prostate in your asshole and the doctor was a was a female doctor and she's like trying to put a finger up your ass and you know trying to coax you, don't worry, just pretend like I'm your auntie. Would that make the situation any better? Would I want my, my uncle to see my my bed hits on 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 lie, lying down on a bed? Of course I wouldn't. Like are you fucking kidding me? I mean I I get that he was, you know, being nice and stuff, but I was just shell shocked. I was like, what the fuck did I just hear? So anyways, I didn't really have a choice. So I laid down and he did an ultrasound on my boob. I was already feeling so shit. And he and then when the ultrasound was done, he took the results and then he told my mom and he was like, This is not looking good. And I was just like, fuck. Fuck this. I'm about to get breast cancer. He's going to tell me, girl, you have cancer and you're going to die next year. So obviously, you know, I took the, the, the results. And then doc- the doctor was like, oh, um, I can recommend you a breast surgeon, like a breast specialist. And then you can go and, you know, um, check him, him out if you want to. And I was just like, you know, at this point, at this fucking point, I was just like, why are men allowed to be breast surgeons and gynecologists? Why? Why are they allowed to do those things? I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. I don't understand. You can go and do so many other different types of jobs, but you want to be a gynae? You want to be a breast surgeon? What, you want, are you just like a pervert that has to stare, stare like tits and vaginas all day? I don't know, okay, maybe I might just be overreacting, but like at that point I was thinking like, how? Why, why are there so many doctors out there that want to be in this field? Okay, anyways... I went to the the second um breast surgeon. I mean, not the second, the first breast surgeon, the guy that my family doctor recommended me. And then, like, while we were going there, I was crying in the car. My mom cried with me. Oh, my God, it was so terrible. I was just like, this is going to be a my sister's keeper, you know. Uh, I just didn't want to do it. I was just like, I'm so fucking done. I'm in my first year of uni. I'm homesick. I don't want to go back to New Zealand. And I'm sick of this shit. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it checked and it'll, be, it'll, it'll all be fine. So I went to the second doctor. Again, he had me lie down on a bed, had me topless. And mind you, he didn't even do an ultrasound. He was just prodding my boob with his bare hand. He was just prodding it. And I was just, are you, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was lying there a bit. Um, in Malaysia, you know, they have those students, those like A-level students or like, uh, I don't know, uni students that have to like shadow a doctor or something like that just to... I don't know what they do, but basically, like, the student walks around with the with the doctor and shadows, whatever they do, and they just, like, stand around with them. So this girl was beside him, and the entire time, I was just there, like, bare-chested. I was just fucking lying down, you know, feeling so embarrassed already. She's just staring at me dead on my boobs, and I'm like, girl, like, I get that this is for your education, but could you just, like, look away? Just because <laughs> I've already had, like, three people stare at my boobs for one day and I was just like I had it I've had it up to here I'm enough I, I've, I've, I've had enough so went to the doctor and then I had to get another ultrasound by a radiologist but this radiologist was a woman and she was so nice to me and I guess that was the only good thing that came out of that day she was really nice to me and it was a real it was a real proper ultrasound that she heard like she went ham with the device on my boob like with the gel and everything she's like and i was just sitting there like 
literally it felt like that vine like having barbecue sauce on my titties except it's not barbecue sauce it's the ultrasound gel and it's so cold but that day was really interesting just because i've had so many like just in one go in one single day like four people saw my bare chest with my mom might not be a big deal but i don't know i just want it really funny then afterwards my mom's like oh actually there's this other breast surgeon and i'm just like girl not this again i'm sick of this shit but this breast surgeon um actually like did surgery for my late aunt she passed away like 12 years ago and apparently like she was a really good surgeon so my mom's like okay well we could go and check her out if you want and then i was like yeah okay we'll go ahead and do that and then we did that we went to the we went to the surgeon like a few days afterwards and then uh i was just like you know what i'm I'm used to this i'll lie down for you and show you my tits and then she just asked me to lie down you know take off my clothes and stuff like that and then she looked at me and she's like wow you're so blessed for your age and i'm just sitting i'm just lying down there and i'm like what did you expect me to tell you what did you expect to, to hear in response oh thanks i grew them myself like what was i supposed to say to that so i just laughed and i was like oh uh thanks you know you don't you don't you don't hear that very often well i did like when i was 12 13 shopping for bras this bra saleswoman like just went up to me and grabbed my boobs and squeezed them and i shit you not that actually happened so i mean i guess you know that's that's growth from trauma like mm -hmm. uh sorry i got carried away yeah so i got that I went for a checkup and then the doctor was like, oh, let's do a biopsy. So a biopsy, if you don't know what that is, is basically like they have to check, they have to do some sort of thing to extract a piece of thing from that certain thing that they they think is like infected or like not infected. That They're trying to inspect something in your body. I'm really bad at explaining. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, basically they're trying to inspect the thing. So what she did for me was she in she put a syringe in my right boob and just extracted the shit out of out of whatever that thing was in my boob. So afterwards, I found out that I had this thing called a fibroadenoma, which is not it's not it's not like harmful. I'm not sure if it's malignant, but like basically it's not like cancerous. But it was really big. It was about like 3.5 cm big or something like that. Oh, no. It was 3 cm. And then it grew like 0.5 cm when I came back to do the surgery. So after I, after we got the biopsy and it hurt like a bitch. Like it was so painful. She told me, the surgeon told me, oh, well, um, it's quite big for your age. It's a bit weird that you have it. I mean, she didn't say it was weird, but she said that like usually people have it when they're older. But there was this like 15-year-old girl that did a surgery to take this out so i was like okay well i guess i'm not alone and so she was like you have the choice to either take it out or you know just leave it back in it's not really an issue it's completely up to you so i talked to my mom about it and we were like oh uh, we can just remove it i mean i talked to my family yeah and then so i went half a year i came back to new zealand went half a year uh came back to malaysia and then went to a boy pablo concert yeah i did like a bunch of stuff before I um had my surgery done. I went to the Boy Pablo concert. I went to Hong Kong with my friend and my friend Megan and Chloe, my sister. 
and it was so fucking fun. And then when I came back and I was like, oh fuck, I guess I like I can't avoid this. I have to do the surgery because I went back to get get it checked up, and then the doc- the doctor was like, oh, it actually grew like five millimeters and i was like this is not good i want it i want it out of my body now so that's what happened and i had to fast i think 12 hours before the surgery and um so the day was here you know i had to do my surgery i couldn't back out of it because i wanted it obviously so i changed into this gown at the strip naked of course and then um laid in bed and it literally felt like judgment day. I was just there in bed with like three or four other women waiting for their surgery. This is like this this whole this surgeon is amazing, by the way. She's just like pushing people in and out and getting their surgeries done like like that. It was so fast. And I was just sitting there, you know, terrified. You couldn't even you couldn't even look at your phone. You didn't know what time it was. You didn't know how long you waited for. And then I was just sitting there. I was just really, really, really nervous. And then the surgeon comes in and then she's like, Let me see. And she marked the spot where my fibroadenoma was on my boob with a black marker. And then, like, a few patients later, it was my turn. And I was so sweaty. And then, before that, this really, really nice lady, my anesthesiologist, she helped with the anesthesia stuff. And she was just like, oh, um, don't be nervous, it'll be fine. She gave me, like, this kid IV drip. And she was talking to me about astrology. Girl, I cannot, like... I don't know how the hell we got into that topic, but she just made me feel so good. She's like, oh, are you a Libra? Oh, I'm an Aries or a Virgo. I can't really remember what she said. But anyways, it was my turn. And then she injected, I think, like, anesthesia or, like, morphine. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, but she injected a shit ton of stuff. And then we went into the surgery room. And I still remember this. It was just, like, spotlights on top of the seating, and then a metal bed. And at the time, I felt, I was a bit nervous, but I felt a bit relaxed, you know, thanks to the painkillers. And I was like, oh, the bed is metal. And they're like, yeah, but the, the, the um, metal is actually warm. So, you know, it keeps the body warm when, you're, when we're doing the surgery on you. And this cute-ass nurse was also assisting with the whole surgery. And I was just like, Fuck. I mean, obviously, I know I don't have a chance with this dude. But I was just like, I'm here looking like shit. I'm going to be dead. Not dead, but like I'm going to be unconscious and you're going to be working on me. So I'm just like, you know what? This is it. I don't give a fuck about anything. Let's, let's get this over with. So they injected a, more painkillers. And then they put that laughing gas mask on. And then I was just like, I don't feel anything. And then the surgeon was like, give her more, give her more. So they gave me more anesthesia. By the way, I want to briefly just talk about the feeling of being under. Is I can say one of the top 10 feelings that I've ever felt in my entire life. I'm talking about, I'm talking about sneezing after not being able to sneeze for like 5 days. That's in my top 10. Um orgasms you know those definitely my my top 10 but there's one thing that you don't that you won't actually think about unless you've you've felt it and that is being under being under anesthesia is one of easily one of the best feelings ever why you're probably sitting there you're just thinking like amy you've lost your goddamn mind i don't know what the fuck you're talking about but if you've ever tried nangs 
you know, it makes your head feel really woozy and shit. Just like imagine that but amplified. And instead of being dizzy for like one minute, you you be dizzy, you start like ha- losing track of your thinking, and then you just knock the fuck out. I'm saying when I mean knock the, knock the fuck out, I mean literally you get knocked out. You don't dream of anything. It's just pitch black. It's just dark. You don't think of anything. You're just knocked out. It's like you're dead or something. And then, well, obviously, since I was unconscious, I couldn't remember what they did. And then what after what felt like four hours, I woke up. And I was just like, where the fuck am I? And then I looked down on my chest. And I was like, why am I still here? And then I opened my gown and I was like, oh my god, holy shit, they did a surgery on me. Because I had a bandage on my right boob. And I was like, whoa, they did it. And at this time, I was still on really, really strong um, painkillers. And the anesthesia hadn't, hadn't worn off yet. And then my parents came in. And then they took a selfie with me. Or was it my dad? I can't remember. And then I told my dad, I think I said, I want I wanted chicken rice. And they're like, okay, I will buy you chicken rice. But the thing is, like, you're meant to, you know, um, avoid certain foods to eat. After your surgery, that's just like a thing there to, you know, eat specific things. And usually after surgery, you eat like congee or something like that. Something really light or bread. But I hate bread. So I'm, I'm not, I, I didn't want to eat that after my surgery. It just made no sense. So after that, uh, after I felt like a little bit better, they changed they they made me change into my clothes i went out of the of the recovery room i'm not i don't think that's the name for it but like you know obviously i was recovering from the surgery and then i went down i got my meds and then we drove to the kopitiam and then we got our food and then i went back home and then that was the time when the painkillers wore off completely and i was in so much pain i shit you know i was in so much pain but maybe it's just because i have really low pain tolerance and so I was like, oh fuck this hurts this hurts and i couldn't wear like a bra for what i want to say i didn't wear a bra for like a two months or something just because like there wasn't really a point i couldn't really go anywhere the doctor was like oh you can't carry anything heavier than two kgs and i was like fuck this is so unfair and because obviously like i'm of certain size so if i make any big movements and since like the stitchings were still fresh from the surgery it might tear if i make any big movements so i'd stay still a lot and then um i had to like cover my my boob was like covered with a bandage for i I say like two weeks and it was really itchy and i couldn't do anything about it and then the doctor gave me the okay so then i took it out and then i stared at myself in the mirror and i started crying (laughs) because i was like i'm so fucking ugly like nobody is gonna love me nobody is no people are just gonna stare at my my boob and be like you're so fucking disgusting and just be mean to me just because it looks so ugly. And I was just crying. I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm ugly. My boobs ugly. What else? You know, like, what else more do I have to do? But um, this was proven wrong. Uh, apparently, it's not ugly. Apparently, it's uh, badass. So I'll let you have that. 
I'll let you think about that if you want to. I mean, I was told that it was badass, but let's just leave it at that. And then, while I was looking at my scar in the mirror, it just looked so disgusting because the, the doctor used like a transparent thread. And when I put my finger on it, you can still feel the thread. Like, can, you can still feel like the, the plasticky feel of the thread going in and out of your skin. It's just disgusting. And then my mom's like, oh my god, it's such a big scar. Like, why is it so big? I thought the doctor would, like, make it a smaller one. But I guess it's because the, the fibroadenoma was too big. Oh, yeah. While I was, in, while I was still, like, half-conscious in bed in the, in the hospital, I was thinking, like, shit, I should have told the doctor to keep that thing because I wanted to see how it looked like, if it was round or if it looked what color it was, like, if it was brown or, like, pink or, or, I don't know, white, but, yeah, I didn't get to see it, it was really sad, um, but, yeah, um, my recovery period was about, like, my foot, like, it, when it completely recovered, I think it was about three, four months, and I kept on putting scar gel, like, religiously, day and night, day and night, I kept putting it, because I was, like, I hope to God that it doesn't turn out ugly, and, um, yeah, so, it recovered, it it has been about almost I wanna say like one and a half years since the surgery and yeah I think I've been fine since then. My boob is is fine. It just has a ugly red line on it. But yeah, that's my story of when I got surgery. Okay, I talked a lot, it's nearly like twenty six minutes. But if you've uh stuck around for stuck around, is that the right way to say it? If you're still listening, thank you very much for sticking with me. I hope that this story didn't bore you that much just because I was talking about myself. And I realized that this condition is actually more common than you think it is. So always remember to do breast exams, especially when you're close to getting your period. Please always check. Don't be afraid to reach out to people if you are feeling unsure, if you have some anomaly with the way your boob feels. Don't be afraid. Don't hide it because this is really important. It's more common than you think, seriously. Like, you're not alone if you have this or you've gone through it. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope I didn't bore you and have a good uh, rest of your day or night. Bye!